Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter. Also, don't forget to look at our rankings before you set your lineup for Week 14. I know we are missing the Thursday night game, so hopefully you already kind of set your lineup so you're not missing anybody from Atlanta and New Orleans. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night for those last-minute injury updates. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I am here with my lovely sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee without the voice. So... We're doing our best tonight to work this thing thing out. Brandon, let, let everybody know how you sound so they're not shocked. Yeah. So um <laughs> uh sorry you guys that we didn't get this out on Thursday. We had an emergency situation and then I lost my voice. So um we're kind of batting a million right now. It's great. It's good. It's good. So she she covers the cult, so it's not like it's the end of the world. We're gonna start off the show with that because Come on. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. Uh, let's see here. We've got the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Well, last week, T.Y. Hilton managed 51 yards at a touchdown versus the Jaguars, and the only other wide receivers to score a receiving touchdown against the Jaguars were DeAndre Hopkins and Jerron Brown. Now, I know you mm. all were going to guess that second one. Mm. Right? Yeah. Naturally, like yeah. obviously, it was Jerron Brown. I mean, that is killer, man. So, um, obviously, they don't give up a lot of fantasy points, uh, but it was okay. Um, and uh, you know, uh, the Bills give up the seventh fewest supposedly points, but certainly their defense recently has been going downhill a bit. So, um, I'm intrigued. I think T.Y. Hilton's kind of in this like middle ground of do you start him or do you not? But you know, he's he's still got the talent. I just this year has just not been good for this team, and that is an understatement, obviously. Um, and I actually that that uh, stat line, which I'm going to have them throughout the show. I do the surprising stats article over at Fantasy Alarm, and it's really fun because I do one for every team. Um, and every once in a while, I, it's shocking, you know. So I'm excited to shock everybody with my manly voice. Um, Jack Doyle is the target leader for the team. Uh, Buffalo gives up the 16th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. It was a bad game last week, but I think he's going to bounce back this week, especially if you're in a PPR league. He's always volume. Always. Um, and then in standard scoring, the Bills have allowed the absolute most fantasy points to opposing running backs, which surprised me. Um, I'm starting Gore. And listen, Gore's the only happy thing happening in Indy. I, I say this every week. They want to get him the records. They want to get him as close as they can to being in the Hall of Fame. And that's what they're going to hang their hat on this year. So uh, that's why Marlon Mack hasn't done anything. It's not against Marlon Mack. It's just he's not close to, you know, overtaking a bunch of people for, like, lead rusher of all time. So there Happy you go. little Gore here. Happy little Gore here. <laughs> <laughs> Bob yes. Ross. <laughs> Bob Ross. <laughs> we got to give him a friend. Uh, and his friend's Marlon Mack. It's just not as useful for you. Yeah. Uh, Adam Vinatieri is a good kicker, but you got to put him on your bench because you just don't know what's going to happen. He's on the road outside in December on the Colts. It's just bad news. And then um, Dante Moncrief was spied in a walking boot. He's not expected to play, and you shouldn't be playing him anyway. Um, and I didn't bring up Jacoby Brissett. I, I feel like 
if you're in your playoffs, you're probably not desperate enough to have Jacoby Brissett against the, the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, but there's just not a lot of upside with that guy anymore, and it's really difficult. All right, lots of upside for the Buffalo Bills, right, Ashley? Well, no? definitely with the defense. <laughs> <laughs> There's you're, you're starting the Buffalo Bills. Only four teams have not scored double-digit points when playing against the Colts. So that is about as wonderful of a floor as you could possibly get. Uh, so you're definitely starting the Bills defense. Now, in news, the Bills plays wide receiver Jordan Matthews on IR with a knee injury uh, that has ended his season. He's been having issues with this knee all season long, so this shouldn't come as that much of a surprise. Um, but obviously, make sure you take note of that. LaShawn McCoy rushed 15 times for 93 yards and two carries for nine, uh, sorry, two catches for nine yards. Uh, the Colts give the fifth most points to running backs, so you're going to play LaShawn McCoy anyway, but this is just that little nice little cherry on top that he's got a really good matchup, so he should do incredibly well this week. Now, what I'll say is Tyrod Taylor, he avoided ligament damage. Uh, he was diagnosed with patellar tendon contusion. Um I don't know what a contusion per se means in this context with a tendon, but uh, interestingly enough, he did return to practice in a limited fashion today, Thursday. So uh, he, you know, he has a slight bit of a limp going right now. It's noticeable, um, but there's possibility he may play. He's considered day to day. They really have to determine how he looks as they get closer to the game, whether or not they will play him. But if he does play, he's a decent streaming option against the Colts. Um, if you are still streaming quarterbacks at this point in time. So something to think about. You're going to have to really pay attention to that uh, injury report, though. Charles Clay, he only was targeted three times, but he caught all three of them for 20 yards. But he should have doubled that uh, with his score. He just, unfortunately, the play got called back. Now, four points is nothing to get excited about. Uh, but the fact that Colts gave up the 10th most points is certainly something to definitely get more excited about. And he could have a really big game with Matthews out. I think last week was kind of that Charles getting worked back in. I think he's going to get better every single week. I think this is a week where he really could shine. So I think he's a decent option. Kelvin Benjamin, uh, I'm going to have him in my sleeper category. He was a full participant in practice today. Uh, and it looks like he may play. So he has a great matchup with the Colts giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers. Uh, but he would be a bit of a dicey play, in my opinion, coming off an injury, especially if Nathan Peterman gets the start, uh, depending on how uh, Tyrod Taylor's injury plays out. So I think if you have Kelvin Benjamin, do not play him unless you absolutely have to, because we just don't know how he's going to look coming back off that knee injury. I think it's um, it's a little bit concerning. Do you think it's so weird that people are like, well, they don't have Kelvin Benjamin? And I'm like... They had him for like a minute. A minute. I mean, like why, literally. That's not even that. You can't even like put that on. But people say, I was like, well, but I mean, they're playing without him. I'm like, yeah. Like they, they'd been doing the whole time. Yeah. I'd say they've been playing without receivers this whole season. Literally, Matthew's been, Matthew's been hurt. Uh, Zay Jones is a rookie and has basically been dropping every, almost every single ball thrown his way. Benjamin's out. Uh, you know, it is what it is. So. No, Ashley right. Jones is the next big thing. He's not. I do. I do have him in my sleeper category. Even though, again, targeted seven times. How many did he catch? Two. Two of the seven targets last week for twenty-two yards. Um, so after a good week last week, we're back to seeing what we usually see from him, which is very low production on a decent amount of targets. Uh, this is a great matchup. So if, for those Zay, jo Zay Jones owners out there, I can, I can understand the appeal this week, but. 
In a deep playoffs. league, there's upside. In a deep league, there's upside. If it's playoffs, don't get cute and put him in just because they're playing the Colts. Don't do that. Because, again, even with his good games, and there's been very few and far between, he still drops a lot of balls. I think you've got some better options out there. Just don't, it just feels a little bit like fool's gold to me with Zay Jones against the Colts. But again, deep leagues, I agree with Courtney. There is definitely value there. Uh, and then bench, they promoted wide receiver Brandon Riley from the practice squad, obviously with Jordan Matthews being put on IR. Um, don't do it. I don't care how good of a matchup this is. You do not go this, you do not dig this deep in playoffs. Do not do it. All right. We got the Chicago Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals. Do we? Do we? CB against CB. Yeah, yeah. That's one way to put it. Right guard (laughs) Kyle Long has been put on IR with a shoulder injury. Not good. Just put that out there. Um, Injured Cairo Santos is out. Mike Nugent is in. And you should not be starting any kicker from the Bears. Period. End of discussion. Nugent. This is a revenge game though, right? Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. Oh, revenge game. Maybe, maybe Courtney just <laughs> tapped it. She just tapped in. Revenge game, Mike Nugent. All right. Well, that's a thing that kickers. <laughs> maybe. We're kickers are people laughing. too, Ashley. Well, I'll say Do you know how many revenge games you'd have with how many times kickers like move teams? Seriously. I and, have – it's bad, right? Like, I mean, who uh, – my biggest problem is how are they going to get to the field? Because here's something that's really sad. I've been telling people not to play Jordan Howard quite a bit. Stinks. I, I, I'm, bench, I'm benching him. That's really sad. You may not have a better option, and you're going to hope for the best. Um, but, you know, again, he's suffering from John Foxitis, the run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. They just they have no creativity. They don't let Mitchell Trubisky – have any ownership of this offense and it just it's it's sad so um yeah i guess that's where i'm gonna leave that so we're, we're gonna have to talk about that moving forward you know since their week by howard only has one game with more than 54 rushing yards which is just really scary um dontrell inman scored his first touchdown though, yeah i did a bear. that was exciting we called only- it he only had two catches those was only his two tar- his only two targets uh, and it was only for 21 yards so it's like you know, but yeah, I mean, we knew that eventually that would happen because he is the leading receiver. So uh, I'm going back to that. Well, if I am in a deep league and I need a lot of receivers, like Dontrell Emmon was the perfect late season pickup in a PPR league that you can just plug in and know he has a high floor. That's where we're at with him. Rookie tight end Adam Shaheen of the Chicago Bears caught all but one of his targets so far this season. Now, he doesn't get a lot of volume, but they have been talking this kid up all week, that they're working on their chemistry, that already Mitchell Trubisky and Adam Shaheen are going to get together all offseason and be best friends, whatever, whatever, whatever. If you're someone that's like into this kind of stuff and you think, oh, I like this chatter, you now know that's what's happening. I would just warn you again, it's the Bears. Um, and one big play for Tariq Cohen um, it's kind of their MO. So it, it unfortunately, the Bengals are a pretty tough defense. So this is just hard for me to really get excited about. Bummer. All right. Cincinnati Bengals, AJ Green. I have him ranked number two. He is a clear must start. Against a tough defense last week, Green had 77 yards and two touchdowns. So I'm not too concerned about the Chicago's defense, although they are good. 
I think you can. he can beat them, and I think he'll do just that. Cincinnati Bengals defense. I've been ranked number four this week. Chicago gives up the sixth most fantasy points to defenses, as Brandon mentioned earlier. There's not much going for him, so that means there's a lot going for Cincinnati's defense. Andy Dalton. We have him ranked number 20. Now, I love Andy Dalton this week. He has had 18 or more fantasy points in the last three weeks against tough defenses and hasn't thrown an interception since week seven. I think if you own Stafford or you want someone who is like healthy and is on the up and up, then that is Dalton, you guys. We have him ranked 20th, as I said, but I think he's going to be a top 12 quarterback this week. So to me, he's a starter. Um, as for their running backs, Mixon did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday after suffering a concussion last week. That means if you were relying on Mixon, you, you need to have gone and gotten Giovanni Bernard, biggest pickup of the week. He had over 10 fantasy points in PPR leagues last week, so that is who you're going to replace Mixon with if you do not have somebody else already on your bench. Uh, I don't love Tyler Croft this week. I have him on the bench. We have him out of the top 20 tight ends. And if it's, he's a tight end, can't make in the top 20. Bad news. Although Bad I think news. I'm going to raise Andy Dalton in the rankings. I, th I think you're right. That's an Thank oversight you. by me. Hey, thanks. Way to take responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we have those. You're like, you know what? You talked me into this. I, I will move that. I like it. And obviously their kicker as well. Mr. Bullock is on the bench. All right, we have the Oakland Raiders, the Kansas City Chiefs. As for the Raiders, Michael Crabtree comes back to an ideal matchup against the Chiefs defense that couldn't slow down a peewee football player at this point. They play, they give up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Although Amari Cooper just passed concussion protocol, he is still dealing with an ankle injury. Crabtree should be in store for a really big game, so start him. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode is back. I mean, it took a lot of injuries and suspensions for the Raiders to actually feed Lynch the ball, but hey, they did it. He's had 17 or more fantasy points in the last three of his four games. Um, so the Chiefs are middle of the road against the run. They ranked 16th. So I like him this week. I'm going to start him again. Derek Carr. Now, I have him as a sleeper. Carr has been disappointing much of this season, but if you're ever in a week that you want to start Carr, this is the week against the Chiefs because the Chiefs give up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, the Chiefs have given up 20 or more fantasy points to a quarterback six times this season, and three of those were for 30 or more points. So the upside is so there for Mr. Carr. If you're willing to take the risk, and I get it, we're in week one of playoffs, you might not want to take that risk, and I can understand that. But if you own him and you've held on to him for this long, and you have somebody with a bad matchup like Cam Newton or Stafford, again, that's injured, you just don't know how it's going to turn out, I think that Derek Carr is another guy I would like in, in addition to Mr. Andy Dalton. Um, Jerry Cook, we have him ranked number 13. I mean, he's done absolutely nothing for you for the last couple of weeks. He might do something for you this week. Again, it's the Chiefs defense. They just lost their back corner anyway, so they're going to have a hard time protecting anybody when the ball is thrown in the air. Um, but tight ends are risky either way you look at it. Um, as for other receivers, you need to – 
um, as I mentioned earlier, Cooper did pass protocol, but he's that's not it. There's more injuries along with that, so you just really want to watch him. If he does not go, <sighs> Cordero Patterson is worth a look just because they're playing the Chiefs. <laughs> just because they're playing the Chiefs. That one hurt you to say, didn't it? That it one hurt. really does. And if you're in super, super deep leagues um, – I like Johnny Holton the best out of these receivers, but Seth Roberts, I think, comes second um, in these in this deep ground. And you're not going to start the defense. You're not going to start the kicker. All right, Brandon, how about those Chiefs? Well, like you were saying, so cornerback Marcus Peters was suspended by the team for throwing the um, officiate uh, officiant flag into the stands. Yeah. And um, it was very weird. The league didn't do anything, but the Chiefs did. Interesting. Uh, I think I think someone needs to talk to Marcus Peters, like about life. You know, just like, <laughs> do you need a friend? Do you want to get on my shoulder? <laughs> who's the Who's the mentor for all of them? Uh, Ray Lewis. Whoever was going to now. Chris Chris Carter back in the day. Chris Carter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Chris yeah, Carter yeah, was a mentor. Yeah. Right. Warren right. Moon. Now we got we got so many that they can go yeah. and look up to. Oh gosh, Warren Moon. All right, everybody. So anyway, he's not going to be there. So the bad defense is even worse, which means that Alex Smith is going to have to throw and he showed up. You know, it's so funny. They, he listens to the show clearly because we said he's going to have a chip on his shoulder against the Jets. And I was like one of the only people like on the planet. It was like, I'm back in on the Chiefs. But I did not know. And then I got even more excited that they were going to not have Andy Reid call the plays anymore. And that has been yep. – Crazy good. Um, got that chip back, 366 passing yards, four touchdowns. He ran the ball only once, but it was for 70 yards. Yeah, That's so crazy. Um, Oakland gives up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And Alex Smith is the only decent quarterback with a good matchup this week. He's it. That's In fact, a lot of people are ranking him number two. I'm playing over Cam Newton. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you know, I have him ranked high, but like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's very weird this week. Unfortunately, here we are in week 14 and all of our studs are in terrible matchups. So we're talking about guys like Andy Dalton and, uh, you know, so Alex Smith is like elite, elite this week. Um, now it's interesting. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, Alex Smith has a 78.4 accuracy rate, which is the second best among quarterbacks, only behind Drew Brees, who's balling out right now as we speak on Thursday Night Football. Now, ironically, Smith also has a 56% accuracy on pass attempts at 20 yards or more, which is the absolute highest rate in the football league. Like, at for long passes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, which has never been his MO when you think about Alex Smith. I've always said he can do it. It's just never been in the game script. Just not really game script for him. Now, speaking of, Travis Kelsey was a baller last week. Two touchdowns, 94 yards. Oakland gives up the eighth most fantasy points. Engram was able to put up 99 yards and a touchdown against him last week with Geno Smith. Feeling good about Kelsey. I'm feeling good about Tyreek Hill. A lot of people have questions. They're saying he doesn't play well at home. He doesn't play well every other game, whatever. I think the new play calling is a big boon for Tyreek Hill. So I'm still playing him because the guy has massive upside. What's his upside? What he did last week, which was 185 yards and two touchdowns. Like, how do you bench a guy like that? Oakland gives up the 14th fewest fantasy points posted to wide receivers, but they don't know how to intercept anybody. And I, I don't believe any of it. Keep it together, people. Keep it together. And then uh, sleepers, for some reason, they changed everything. 
and Kareem Hunt still wasn't doing anything. I don't under did he do something bad did he fart too much in the locker something is wrong and i don't know what it is they give up the 15th most fantasy points to running backs but i'm not quite sure i can tell you i mean to i think that's a really points. good guess brandon i think that's a really i think that's is it farting it's a gas problem mm, i, don't I mean think i've so. been there i have had digestive issues you know <laughs> it can plague you it can emotionally be unstable but yeah so there you go all right we got the dallas cowboys and the new york giants Game of the week. I have Dak in. Sometimes look at, I look at my notes and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I even agree with my own notes that I just wrote less than 24 hours ago. Um, but <laughs> Dak Prescott, he completed 11 of 22 passes for 102 yards and two touchdowns plus five carries for 28. Uh, this was better than the last few games, but still nothing to write home about. He has a great matchup against the Giants. Give up the fourth most points to quarterbacks. But I honestly still do not trust him. I don't. Mm. Uh, he hurt his hand last week, which swelled up pretty nicely if you saw that during the game. Uh, but his hand is fine, and he will be good to go this week. I think it's hard to bench Dak Prescott when you're playing the Giants, but I also think it's really hard to play Dak Prescott with how he's been doing. But if you still own Dak, that tells me that you don't have any better options uh, on the waivers and you're going to have to play him anyway. Um, so at least in your playoff game, he has a good matchup. So we've got a little bit of hope there. Uh, and look, I've got a hope for Des Bryant as well. You know, Bryant started to get all Des last week, you know, started the chatter, demanding the ball uh, as only Des does. Uh, well, not only does, but Des does it certainly with flair. Um, and it seemed to work. Des Bryant caught five of his seven targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. Hopefully since Dez proved it, you know, himself a bit and that Dez can win those battles still, the targets in the red zone hopefully uh, in particular will continue. So it is a good matchup. So I think you will see another touchdown from Dez this week. It is very doable. I think we're going to see it. Uh, sleepers, I would almost argue that Alfred Morris is a starter, but I get that depending on who you have in your roster, he may fall into a sleeper category. He certainly is flex-worthy. Uh, he did show up for the revenge game. He had 20 rushed 27 times for 127 yards and a touchdown. He has a great matchup in which I think he will get over 70 yards and another rushing touchdown. So Yay. I think he is someone that you should absolutely have in your lineup. Rod Smith, on the other hand, is certainly, for me, a little bit more of a downgrade, but I do think, again, you can play him in a flex role. He had a decent game. He rushed 10 times uh, for 27 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and I think he's got a little bit of value here, again, because of the matchup. I do think that Morris will still get the bulk of the carries. I think he proved himself worthy of being that um, primary back, but I still think that Rod Smith will get about 10 touches, 8 to 10. I think there's still some value there, again, uh, with a really great matchup. Jason Witten. Caught one of five targets for an eight-yard touchdown. One of five is certainly disappointing, but he did score as I predicted that he would. Um, but you know what? The Giants give up the absolute most points to tight ends. So I think you're looking at at least one touchdown. He may yet again get you virtually no yardage, but I think he is good for a touchdown in this game. And that's pretty much all you can ask for out of a, out of a tight end. So I think he's somebody else that you can play. You're benching Terrence Williams and you're benching Cole Beasley as you have the last few weeks because, again, there's not enough pass attempts to even remotely consider them. All right, those Giants, they're moving things around. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys, Ben McAdoo is out. Shocking. I mean, I was like, taken aback. Surprised. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Eli Manning is back in uh, and here's the thing like why didn't ownership fire Ben McAdoo before he benched Eli Manning Eli Manning yeah 
And I, the, the ownership did step up and say we could have stepped in and we didn't. Because I'm sure Eli was like, no, you need to take responsibility for this. Uh, anyway, it's not Steve Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo. I, I can't talk even, and I'm certainly not going to say that correctly with my voice like this. Uh, I didn't realize that was a hard word to say right now. Uh, he is the new head coach. It is what it is. Um, this is a divisional home game. If you think that Eli Manning may have revenge qualities for getting benched, um, by all means, this is a narrative that perhaps you're attached to. There is no statistical evidence to back that happening. <laughs> that back up. Um, but I, <laughs> if you're into it, what can I say? You know. And if you're into that, then you're into Sterling Shepard because the guy gets a ton of targets all the time. Now, um, he is back at practice after suffering a hamstring injury. Um, he's trending in the right direction. He's a target hog, so if he plays, that's interesting, regardless. And then Evan Ingram is the best player on the team. We've been saying it the whole season, 99 yards at a touchdown, like I said. They give it the 15th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, as the, the Cowboys. So uh, Darkwood got a touchdown last week. It looks like they're maybe going back to him more full-time. We like that. Um, middle of the road, Dallas against running backs. So, uh, you know, again, it's about your desperation here. And then when the Giants played the Cowboys in week one, I just wanted to let you know, not one of the Giants scored over 10 fantasy points in standard leagues. Um, and in PPR formats, Shane Vereen managed 14.1 because he had nine catches. And then Sterling Shepard had 11.4, but everyone else was under 10 fantasy points. So, you know, lots changed since week one, but it's interesting. It is. I'm not, I'm not sure I'd argue for the better, though. Mm. Probably not. No. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. We got Detroit Lions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those Lions. Jones continues to see the targets. No touchdowns last week, but he still had 90 yards. Tampa Bay gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I will say it was nice to see Tate get double-digit targets for the first time since week three as well. But if Stafford plays, I do Let's say this. I don't hate Tate in a flex spot, but you Marvin Jones is a must start. Um, obviously, Matt Prater, you're starting. And as I said, Stafford um, is listed as questionable after bruising his hand against the Ravens. Each week he has gone down in fantasy points since week nine. I'm worried that if he plays, it could just be a disaster because he isn't healthy. So right. this is a great matchup. So keep an eye on his health. Make sure you listen to our show on, on Saturday night. But... I, I'm concerned because Stafford hasn't been playing well anyways, healthy. Um, Theo Riddick. Riddick's value comes in PPR formats. Amir Abdullah was limited in practice um, after last week of suffering his neck injury. So, again, this is a great matchup, but Detroit has their limits. This all really relies on all of their injuries. So this is a team that if you own anybody, they're all going to be affected by who's hurt, how hurt, who's playing, who's not. So um, it's Thursday, so you're going to need to really watch it up to the hour. Um, Detroit's defense is uh, kind of in that limbo. We have them ranked number 12. Um, again, Amir Abdullah is injured. Eric Ebron is always a bench. As far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans. I don't know what is going on with Mike Evans. I don't think you can bench him because that is when he's going to blow up. But in standard links, he is averaging five and a half fantasy points over the last five games he has played. That is not including the game he was suspended in between all of that. So... I mean, what a bust this year for this dude. And again, I, I'm in good conscience. I can't tell you to bench him. I'm starting him because it is Mike Evans. 
the ceiling is high, but man has his flow been low this season. It's been real low. Uh, Cameron Brake. Brake came back alive with Winston behind center, targeted six times, 39 yards, and two touchdowns. Trey gives up the ninth most fantasy points Woo. to tight end. So, again, you are playing Tate, or you're playing Brait. You're feeling good about it, especially if you're a Gronk owner and you own Brait. Yummy. so interesting. Time. Such a great example of chemistry, right? Like, we talk about this a lot when a quarterback goes out, especially I feel like with a tight end position, we're like, oof. This downgrades that person until we see how they play the next quarterback. And Brait is that classic example of his chemistry with Winston, literally yeah. instantaneous when Winston comes back. Will Fuller. I mean, yeah. What, yeah. I mean, that was a good example of getting screwed over. Uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, went from 11 targets to three targets with the return of Winston, as we were just talking about that chemistry. So his t- targets are clearly going to Brait now. I don't love him. Um, it was reported earlier that Doug Martin wasn't back to practice after suffering from a concussion, but he was a full participant. So that makes the running back situation very crowded. I will say that Peyton Barber has had two games with double digit points. So I think if you're going to start one of the bucks and take that risk, I'm kind of going with Barber regardless if Doug Martin plays or not, because I kind of feel like they might uh, give him the more of the opportunities. And we've seen obviously Barber can make more out of what he is given than Mr. Doug Martin has done in a while. And on the bench, Jameis Winston, uh, you know, I don't hate Winston. Um, listen, we have him ranked at 18. And I think if you have on 17, one of the 17 people before him, except maybe Garoppolo and if, or Andy Dalton, um, below him, I think those are the people you're going with over Winston. So, sorry. Um, and you're not starting the Tampa Bay defense or the kicker. All right. We got the Minnesota- I have a question for you. Yes. Who has more fantasy points? Mike Evans or Des Bryant? Des Bryant. Des Bryant. No, it's Mike Evans. No. Who has more fantasy points? Mike Evans? Oh, I thought you meant for this week. Who's going to have more fantasy points? No, 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 no. Like overall and in standard. Okay, what's the next question? Mike Evans, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is more fantasy points. Okay. I was like, I don't know. Is this a trick question again? Is this so a trick does, question? So does Jermaine Curse, T.Y. Hilton. Um, these guys, I suppose they had Nelson Aguilar has a lot more fantasy points. This is a standard. Robbie Anderson, obviously. Marvin Jones has a lot more fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So it's intriguing, you guys. He's down. He's uh, at. He's the 21st ranked wide receiver on the season in standard scoring. It's sad, and it's all happening right now because at the beginning of the season he was getting double digits. So, it's it's that's how bad it's been lately. Good point. Good point, Courtney. Yeah. All right, Minnesota Vikings with the Carolina Panthers. Well, we always say start your studs. And listen, I'm not telling you not to bench. I'm not telling you to bench Mike Evans, but the reality of it is that you need to prepare for five points. Well, you bench Mike Evans if you own any of the other people that we mentioned. You gonna bench Mike Evans for Nelson Aguilar? I, I don't have. The, I don't have. The, I don't have the nice to do that against the Rams. That's a toughie. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All right, the Vikings against the Panthers. This is this is this is really painful for fantasy owners right here. This is when a lot of us are gonna get screwed over. 
This, this, this one's this is an unfortunate matchup in your this play. This is an unfortunate matchup will, in the first week. This of play. whole week I, is filled with them. I will this say, is really bad. rather unfortunate. I was in Minnesota this week actually for work, and um, I don't know, guys. I just have a vibe about the Vikings that they're going to win it all this year. Just saying. Just saying. They have home field advantage all the way. They, they would, and I feel right, like. Brandon. <laughs> what would you say? That's why I'm so, not well, saying that because the Bills are. Well, no, no, no. But here's the thing: <laughs> is that it's it would be this is a horrible thing to say. So for Viking fans out there, I hope you agree with me just because it's the fate of the Vikings, right? They've been to what four Super Bowls and have never won, uh, and this would be the year they would have home field advantage, which would be the year to win because if they actually play, it would massively hurt their economy to uh, have the Vikings actually participate in the Super Bowl. Just saying. So it'd be the year. It would be the year. But I, I feel good about the Vikings. Um, who you're starting? Adam Thielen. He had a down week for his standards. He did. He caught four or five targets for 51 yards. And that's about half the targets that we are used to seeing from him every single week. He does not have an easy matchup. As we said, this is this is really unfortunate for you. But I do think that he will bounce back this week. Of, of Between him and Diggs, I have more confidence in Thielen than I do Diggs to bounce back. Thielen is my pick here. Uh, Latavius Murray rushed 16 times for 76 yards and three catches for 21 yards. And while on paper, again, this should be a bad week, I think Murray will find the end zone and has earned a spot in your lineup where I think he's the kind of person that you don't really question and you keep in your lineup. I think he's earned that the last few weeks. Uh, so you're going to go with him. Jarek McKinnon rushed nine times for 24 yards, and he caught all five targets for 28 yards and had a touchdown. Um, I much prefer Murray this week, but if you really need to, you can play McKinnon in a flex role because there's just a lot of bad matchups in general this week. Like when you're looking at how the matchups all line up, like very few people have a good matchup this week. So don't be too scared about the fact that you see McKinnon in a bad matchup. Flex only. I don't even want him in your RB2. Literally just flex. Uh, sleeper, Stefan Diggs, 2 of 5 for 32 yards. Again, bad matchup. Um, Thielen's my guy if you're going to, but I, if you want to put Diggs in a wide receiver 2 or a flex role um, in PPR, again, I think I can understand it, but I think you got better options out there. Um, bench, Case Keenum. Although I'm tempted to say, here's the thing. He was 25 of 30 for 227 yards and two touchdowns. I think you can expect about 14 points from Keenan this week, uh, which is to me not enough to make him a great streaming option. But depending on your situation, Keenan has, in cases like this with good matchups, come out there and surprised us. So uh, depending on how desperate you are, he could be a decent option because at least he has proven that he can do it this season. But it's not a good matchup, so hopefully you got something better. Brandon, Panthers. It's Courtney with the Panthers. Oh, she's on mute right now. She's on mute. Sorry. Oh, there was, she is. I was <laughs> typing. I didn't want everyone to be disturbed. I, and I just didn't want to talk about the Panthers, let's be honest. All right. Super <laughs> proud of the Panthers for giving us just what we needed last week against the Saints. Thank you. But now they face the Vikings, and it might be a little bit more scary. Devin Funchess is not a must-start this week. This is a really tough matchup for him. Although I think you can – he you can score on Minnesota. It's just really, really tough. And I think this is going to be the toughest test he's had this year. So to me, he's the perfect flex, um, but he's not an automatic wide receiver too. 
Christian McCaffrey is no more than a flex this week either. Minnesota gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to running back. Stewart is listed as questionable. Actually, he just got taken off the questionable list. Um, he didn't practice on Wednesday, but he did practice on Thursday. So that is good. Um, Question? But, yes. I have Jordan Howard and Christian McCaffrey. I think I'm going to play Christian McCaffrey over Jordan Howard this week, despite how bad the matchup is for McCaffrey. Is that crazy? No, that's what I'd do. I don't know what I would do. I have I don't own Jordan Howard anywhere. I do own Christian McCaffrey, and I am playing him, but I kind of have to play him. So it's tough. It's, it's just a really bad matchup. You have to just expect low numbers from him this week. Try to get, have find upsides somewhere else because I'm not sure it's going to be with him. And that puts me with Cam Newton in my sleeper category. Kirk Cousins had a big game against the Vikings in week 10. But other than him, uh, no other quarterback has had more than 15 fantasy points. While Jared Goff had 17 fantasy points in week two. So two quarterbacks have had more than 15, but barely. So I'm not, I'm not saying bench him, but definitely temper your expectations. If you have somebody that can sneak into that top 12 quarterback, please play them over Cam Newton. Um, Greg Olson, listen, I'm not starting Greg Olson. I own Greg Olson. I'm not yeah, starting him. Yeah. I just can't. I started him when he came back. Then he got hurt in the middle of the game, re-injuring himself. Then he was off another week, and now he's back again. I don't trust this. Let the man rest. You know, I want him back next year, and I'm cool with that. But this, I just can't put him in my first week of playoffs. I'm not doing it. I, I You need to do you, but I'm taking a step back. Carolina's defense is on the bench as well as Cam our Graham Gunnell. We have the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns. Well, this will be easy. All right. So um, Aaron Rodgers reportedly looks like himself. He is going to be back in um, week 15. So that's exciting. So get pumped up. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, only scored in one home game all year this year. But he has scored a touchdown in every single away game, and they're away, so this is intriguing. Um, he's a start anyway, I, even though the Cleveland Browns supposedly give up the 12 fewest points to opposing wide receivers. People just coast through the Browns, so this is just yeah. let go of all those that matchup stuff. They'll be fine. Um, I will start Jamal Williams, and I know that Aaron Jones scored that touchdown, and everyone's really pumped up about it, and I get that. Um, but I still think that Jamal Williams is going to be the, the, the bruiser, and so I'm going with him. Um, if I hear more about Aaron Jones, I may change my mind by then, so definitely tune into the show. But I know this is a sticky situation. At this point, I just don't know if I can bench Jamal Williams, especially in this matchup. So the Browns have been gouged by the run recently, so you definitely have to look at that. Um, Green Bay Packers have only allowed three touchdowns to opposing tight ends all season, two of which were uh, just last week by Cameron Braid. However, the, the Green Bay Packers uh, have allowed 13 receiving touchdowns to opposing wide receivers, tied for the fifth most in, most in the league. So even though they're playing against the Browns with Josh Gordon back, and with how many touchdowns they give up to wide receivers, I don't think I like their defense. No? So I, I would, I would caution you to maybe hesitate because I think they're going to score a lot of points. I think it's going to be a weird game, a very weird game. Brett Hundley only had eighty-four passing yards against Tampa Bay last week. That is so week. sad. 
I'm not sure I see the possible. No touchdowns. I didn't know either. In a home game, and um, it, this is another favorable matchup, but if he's going to do that, then who cares? I guess the only time he can play well is against Pittsburgh, who has a great defense. doesn't make any sense. Um, again, Aaron Jones is a dart throw. I get it. I don't necessarily endorse it, but if we get closer to Sunday and we feel good about it, that's fine. And then too many injuries on this defense for me. Um, and, and then Jordy went five of eight for 17 yards last week. Woo! How inefficient is that? Woo! That is crazy. He finally got the targets, 17 mm. yards. But some people have dropped him, and Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and Aaron Rodgers still loves Jordy. That's his boy. So yep. if you were in the playoffs, you could pick up Jordy Nelson. Do that. Randall Cobb didn't even see a target last week. Not even a target. Um, now, the game is supposed to be windy, so you also don't do any Crosby. Uh, Josh Gordon put up 85 yards on um, the Los Angeles Chargers, which was great because actually that was the best performance since Odell Beckham Jr., actually. So it was great. O only four catches off 11 targets, though. So there was also some miscommunication. No one's really talking about that. It was kind of up and down. but It was. But it was first game back. Little Absolutely. First yeah. game it jitters. was encouraging. It was still it encouraging. It was encouraging with the targets. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. And this is a great start for him in Gr Green Bay. So you were definitely playing him. He's in the must-start league. And we, as we said, we are excited for him to be in the league again. Congrats. Glad to see you're up to snuff. It's fun. Um, Green Bay gives up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing running backs as well. So Crowell and Johnson are like flex options. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, this is going to be a very weird game. And they they somehow mishandled them, and they just did the uh, um, they got rid of people in the front office for the Browns. So I don't know how much that goes to motivating. It wasn't a coaching thing; it was a front office thing. So I don't think I'm into that. David Njoku looked great last week, um, four of six for 74 yards and a touchdown, um, four for four 47 yards week four. But he's still a rookie tight end. He still plays with Deshaun Kaiser, and this is a horrible matchup against the Packers. Um, they only allowed those. Touchdowns to Cameron Bright because that's how much Winston loves Bright. And Corey Coleman is, I guess, chopped liver. I mean, he really is because he went to the wayside. Uh, zero catches off of four targets. It's the Gordon show for a while, and you do not do a Browns kicker defense ever. Nope. Ah, never. All right. We have the San Francisco 49ers, the Houston Texans. Second game of the week. All right, Hyde had his second game in a row with only 68 total yards. Exactly, 68 total yards. Um, so this is a really tough one for me. If, if you're going for your championship, I don't know if I could start him. I don't know if I really trust him. Um, hopefully you listened to us at the beginning of the season and you didn't even draft him at all. But if you have him, it's kind of really unreliable to what the 49ers are going to be able to do. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, I don't hate Goodwin. He has seen 14 targets over the last two weeks, and although he's only had one touchdown on the season, he is getting yards. So I think he's a good flex option. Yeah. Trent Taylor kind of is a deep sleeper, but again, Garoppolo likes to air the ball out, so maybe in a really, really deep league. Um, as far as Garoppolo threw quite a lot last week for his first real outing um, against the Bears, he managed to throw for 293 yards, but no touchdown and one interception. So I'm still not on the Garoppolo train here. Um, I'm still holding back, obviously. I just don't 
see this happening in your playoffs. Um, Garrett Selleck is on the bench. San Francisco 49ers defense is on the bench. And Robbie Gold is on the bench. As far as the Texans, this is a great matchup for Houston. DeAndre Hopkins, I know, only had 80 yards, which is, didn't do enough for you in standard leagues. But he continues to see the double-digit targets and had eight receptions last week. So he'll be do just fine this week against the 49ers. Lamar Miller, San Francisco gives up the third most fantasy points to running backs. Enough said. You're starting Miller. It's a great week for him. Steven Anderson. So we haven't talked about New England yet. We haven't gotten there, but Gronk has been suspended for completely being inappropriate um, after the play. That's not fun. Especially for me, who's drafted him everywhere this year because he fouled <laughs> to me and I wanted him. And he was great for being Gronk. He wasn't didn't miss that many games, right? It was totally worth the value this year. But then he gets suspended in week 14, your first week of playoffs. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah, you got come the on. twofer because you also own Juju. I own Juju as well. I know. I know in the same <laughs> league, in our family league. So I'm getting screwed left and right. Um, luckily, I have Michael Thomas and Devontae Freeman going right now. So I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, but no, this is this is not good. So listen, Anderson's had one game. Okay. So I guess if you're a Gronk owner and you're super desperate, you didn't have a backup tight end like me then maybe you can pick this guy up. Uh, he's available in 90% of leagues and had 12 targets last week for 79 yards and a touchdown. So other than last week, there's really nothing else to compare it to. So um, you're really throwing a dart here, but I picked him up and I'm starting him this week in one of my Gronk leagues, and I'm going to feel good about it. Uh, Houston's defense is... Uh, kind of there because they're playing the 49ers, not because they're great this year, but because they're playing the 49ers. You're not going to play Tom Savage. Um, and Fuller is back to practice. Um, they are expecting him to play. As we said, he doesn't have, like, the best chemistry with Tom Savage. He hasn't done much since Deshaun Watson was injured. So I, I think I'm – I think I might pick a different boomer bus player than, than Will Fuller this week. And you're not playing the kicker. All right, we have the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yes, the Seahawks are playing the Jags, who are a great defense. But you play your studs, okay? I don't want people to get cute here and think that because they're playing the Jags that you're going to do something crazy like bench Jimmy Graham or bench Russell Wilson. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Play the guys that got you here. Uh, you know, Wilson was 20 of 31 passes for 227 yards and three touchdowns over the Eagles. Another excellent team. So you are playing him again this week, as always. Doug Baldwin was 5 of 7 for 84 yards. He's another one of your studs. You are playing him. Jimmy Graham, he only had 26 yards off three catches, but he scored yet again. Graham has the best matchup on the team, so expect another touchdown because that's all the guide has done the last half of the season is catch touchdowns literally week in week out you are playing him now sleepers p rich caught two of four uh for eight yards and tyler lockett caught two passes for 17 yards and a touchdown i will say this while you are playing your studs i don't want you playing these guys they're both very risky plays as the jags give up the absolute fewest points 
two wide receivers. So you're not doing this, which is unfortunate because Paul Richardson has been a pretty decent flex option for you when needed. Uh, and it's just not a great, it's a really bad matchup for that. So look elsewhere there. Now, Mike Davis, who got the start and played in over 70% of the snaps, rushed 16 times for seven, 64 yards. Um, in case you're wondering again who Mike Davis is, he is one of the dreaded running backs from the Seattle Seahawks. I will Ugh. say potentially a sleeper here. Um, I don't love it because I have told you all season long to not play a Seattle running back. So I do not think this is the time to start. But if you are desperate for some reason, Mike Davis is the only person that you can play that's a running back on this team. And even then you should not feel good about it. And you should still try to find another option. JD McKissick caught a 15 yard touchdown, but he is behind not only Davis, but Eddie Lacy on the depth chart. And, um, and he only had two touches. There's just not enough production to consider him And Thomas Rawls. On the other hand, played in only three total snaps. <laughs> this is terrible. And only had one carry for four yards. So he should not be owned for any possible reason at all. Uh, no, absolutely not. Now for the Jags. You're starting Leonard Fournette. He rushed 20 times. Yes, it was only for 57 yards, but it got you a touchdown. It was a slow game for him. Uh, but he is still a must-start. And you, he's one of those guys, again, that you don't even really think about. He's just kind of the guarantee in your lineup. So you're playing Leonard Fournette. Uh, despite the fact that they're playing the Seahawks. Sleepers, uh, Mercedes Lewis caught four or five targets for 46 yards last week, uh, which is not amazing. But if you are a Gronk owner and Anderson is gone, who I actually like, I like that Courtney mentioned Anderson because it was one of those games that you're like, is every pass going to Anderson? Like literally every pass was going to him, it seemed like. Um, Mercedes Lewis is out there, and he is someone who does at least put up points. He's only owned in 5% of leagues, so he certainly is available if you are a Gronk owner. It's not an amazing matchup, but it's also not a terrible matchup. And the Seahawks have not played many decent tight ends this year, so that stat is a little bit skewed. And I think Mercedes Lewis has got a better chance than you think to potentially score a touchdown here. So, again, I do like Anderson better, who Courtney mentioned, but if you're desperate and Anderson's gone, Mercedes Lewis is someone you can think about because he usually gets you about at least 4 to 5 points in standard. Marquise Lee, guys, he caught 7 of 10 targets for 86 yards and a touchdown. He is still the lead receiver on this team right now, okay? Now, right behind Lee is D.D. Westbrook, who caught 6 of 9 targets for 78 yards. It is a bad matchup. But I think that they both are really good flex options for the fact that for D.D. Westbrook, he has seen 10 and 9 targets the past two weeks. Um, so I really like that. I think that he is somebody that we've got nice, a nice little one, two right now going between DD Westbrook and Marquise Lee. And if you need to place someone in the flex, I think both of them are good just for the volume that they're seeing, right? They're seeing a lot of targets. Uh, Keenan Cole only caught three targets, uh, but he did get the touchdown, but he's too risky of a play. Don't get too excited. This was against the Colts last week. So he is absolutely a no. And Alan Hearns did not practice. So he's still not someone that you need to be worried about vulturing touches from DD or Marquise Lee. Way to get it done, Ashley. All right, we got the New York Jets, the Denver Broncos. When will those Jets stop giving up fantasy points? Never! Best team to draft from <laughs> in the NFL 2017, the Jets. All right, I 
I get it. They're playing the Broncos. It's a little bit scarier, but not that scary. The Broncos defense is nothing that they were the year before. So we're okay to tell me. Joshua McCowan is a guy that is a huge upside. You guys huge upside. He had over 300 yards passing his second game in a row with a touchdown passing and rushing and a touchdown. That old man rivers just rushed him a little self in there. The Broncos are in the middle of the pack on defense this year against the quarterback. So it's not too scary. You guys, I still like, like Josh McCowan this week. Robbie Anderson had his first game without a touchdown since week seven, but he still managed over 100 yards. So <laughs> the <laughs> upside is clearly still there. You are playing him. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Now I get it. This is a risky play. On paper, it looks great. The Broncos give up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Unfortunately for Jenkins owners, he has done nothing the last two weeks. He was doing so well, but he's really fallen out at the top 20 tight ends for fantasy points these last few weeks. So it's not my favorite, even though it's a good matchup. I'm worried that he might not be part of the game plan. Um, New York Jets defense, yes, because the Broncos offense is so bad and for sleepers matt forte below powell you can run on the broncos you guys i don't hate either one of these guys as a flex i do like forte better just because he has he's more productive lately um but i'm not in love with them either okay because they the running game has been so hot and cold for the Jets, so it's a little bit risky. But as a flex, I'm okay with it. Jermaine Curse had his second game in a row with double digit fantasy points and over 100 yards. I know this is a tough matchup, you think, but if you need someone in deep leagues, you guys, Curse is your guy. You can play the kicker because literally, there's no one on the Jets that is an absolutely heck no. And who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Mm, the Broncos. 2017 is the craziest yeah. year ever. Because yeah. pretty much everyone on the Broncos is a heck no at this point. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Well, I mean, it's not what I like to hear, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I didn't, well, I didn't think there'd be a day where the Broncos would be my shortest write up of my notes. <laughs> and that is 2017, my friends. It is terrible. Uh, I have no starters from this team, not a single one. I will say CJ Anderson is a strong sleeper. <clears throat> for me, he rushed 15 times for 67 yards and caught four of seven targets for 43 yards. Hopefully, we can take you know last week's production as a sign that Musgrave has decided to roll with Anderson as their primary back. This has been the biggest problem all season long is them rotating their backs in a really inefficient fashion. So hopefully this is a good sign. Unfortunately, we don't know this for sure, um, but I feel fairly confident that you can play C.J. Anderson in a flex role only um, because he, you just can't trust him in an RB2 yet, in my opinion. Jamal Charles and Devontae Booker had their share drastically reduced last week. Charles rushed three times for 12 yards and then caught five of his five targets for 39 yards. Booker only rushed twice for eight yards and had zero yards on only one catch. This is a drastic flip in which we were seeing the production starting to shift towards Devontae Booker out of the three backs, and now we're back to in the opposite situation where Anderson, who's kind of always number two, is back to number one, and Jamal Charles has kind of started to surpass Devontae Booker, um, at least as of last week. 
I'm not sure if the share is going to hold true this week. Again, I think you could potentially see a flip-flop between Charles and Booker. Uh, They're both way too risky to play. Um, if I had to choose one right now, I would choose Charles over Booker. But again, I don't like either of them. Don't do it. I also don't like Emmanuel Sanders, who only had 11 yards, and Demarius Thomas, who only had 27 yards, both of them only having two catches all game long. Terrible. I hate this so much. I don't want you playing them. I know it's hard to say, but they should be on your bench. And so should Trevor Simeon, who, despite playing horribly, is going to be the Broncos' starting quarterback this week. It is just a nightmare situation for new Bronco owner. Mm-hmm. All right. We have the Tennessee Titans, the Arizona Cardinals, Delaney Walker put up another 63 Ooh. yards and a touchdown last week. You were playing him. If he plays, he's listed as questionable, but he's always listed as questionable. He's 33 years old. People give the man a break because on Sundays he turns up for you. Yes. Yep. Just vet rest. As always, Ryan it's suck like up a fine his- wine. Fine wine. Really is. Mm-hmm. That's right. Reliable. Needs, needs to breathe. Just needs to breathe. That's all. Um, as sleepers, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry find themselves here yet again. This is a true running back by committee here in week 14. Don't get discouraged by the fantasy points last week if you are a Murray fan. Henry got almost all of his fantasy points off of one play, people. This is a tough matchup for both of them, and I wouldn't use them as any more than a flex. So, guys, if you don't need them, I guess I'm really not playing them this week. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I don't know how you can trust Mariota ever yes he has a decent game last week but don't forget that he had under eight fantasy points against a great matchup the Mm -hmm. week before when he played the colts so as brandon had mentioned earlier about a previous quarterback i don't know how you can trust him if he can't do well against this guy looks the same thing going on with Mariota. he has yet to reach 20 fantasy points this year it amazes me that they have an eight and four record i don't know how the time really done it it's like out of out of control they are really bad really bad the playoffs and there's no upside for the titans just so everybody knows like the for marcus Mariota, there's no upside for him i mean the best you're gonna get is 18 fantasy points um tennessee titans defense is kind of a sleeper there and far the bench you cannot have one without the other. Richard Matthews remains questionable for week 14. If he does not play, then you cannot play Corey Davis, you guys. Um, Cause he cannot handle being the number one wide receiver. So if Richard does not play, no Corey Davis. If Richard plays, you're in a deep league. You can maybe play Corey Davis. All right, Ashley, how about those Cardinals? Well, my must start is Larry Fitzgerald, like every other week. He caught all 10 of his targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. Tennessee actually gives up a lot of points to wide receivers, so feel free uh, to safely play Larry in a wide receiver two spot. Um, Larry is amazing this season. Yeah, Larry. Undervalued. Larry being Larry. Gotta love it. Uh, so he's a must start. Absolutely. Sleepers, Ricky Seal Jones, sadly, did not get a touchdown for the third week in a row, but he was still a consistent part of the offense, uh, catching two of five targets for 44 yards. It is an average matchup. So if you are desperate, again, if you are a Gronk owner and Ricky Seal Jones is out there, it's someone that at least has been involved in the offense and is someone that you could possibly consider. Again, I like the Anderson pick better, but. Um, he's someone that you can consider. Adrian Peterson, who injured his neck, did not practice Thursday, and more than likely, um, 
I don't think is going to play. You know, I, I, I think you maybe can know the morning of the game, depending on how he's doing, but I don't, it's not looking good. Um, now, if I had to guess, I don't think he will play. And in terms of that, if Peterson is a no-go, then Kerwin Williams will get the start. He had 97 yards on 16 carries last week, but he is playing with cracked ribs, I want to point out. The good news is that he is practicing in full uh, on Thursday. If for some reason Williams is a no-go, then I guess Elijah Penny could be the next guy yet. But again, I think Kerwin Williams is going to play and I don't think we need to be too concerned about the crack tricks. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, bench John Brown, who did return to Cardinals practice today. Um, it was in limited fashion. Do not play him. I just have to point out to you that he returned, but don't be tempted to play John Brown. I don't like it. It's too risky. I also don't like JJ Nelson. He had two catches for 44 yards uh, on eight targets. Nelson and Gabbard just have not been able to really establish any sort of rhythm together. So he's also somebody that needs to be on your bench. And Blaine Gabbert, he completed 18 of 32 passes for 221 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. Um, he's also sacked six times. It's not a good enough matchup for you to be risky streaming Gabbert. There's other options we've mentioned that are better streaming for um, plays this week. All right, we have the Washington Redskins, the Los Angeles Chargers. Ugh. Washington gets a great matchup. And no one does well except the guy that nobody played. So Washington, I continue to hate them. <laughs> Anyways, we will give Samaje a pass last week because he did have to leave because of an injury to get evaluated yeah. for concussion. So we will let that one go. I mean, he did come back, but whatever, it's fine. We'll move past it. So I think that P. Ryan should bounce back this week. He has had the best matchup seeing how the Chargers give up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs and everything else. The Chargers are pretty good at dominating. So he had over 100 yards rushing the lot in the two games previously from than last week. And I I, I'm okay with him. I'm starting. I'm starting Mr. P. Ryan. Uh, Jameson Crowder did us dirty last week. Uh, I finally put him in my lineup, and he was awful. He was so bad. And I know this is a tough matchup. So, therefore, he is no more than a flex option this week. No more than a flex option. Kirk Cousins, only one quarterback has had over 18 fantasy points against the Chargers, and that was Trevor Simeon in week one. I'm not say, seeing the upside here in playing him since he's had just 12.64 fantasy points last week against the Cowboys. So I'm guessing he's not going to do even better than that against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. As far as sleepers, Josh Jackson and Ryan Grant, only one wide receiver has had double-digit fantasy points against the chargers since week nine if it is going to be one wide receiver my money is going to be on crowder although i think my second it would be grant, grant. he's going to be your boomer bus player um so i i would find a better boomer bus player for the better matchup but um i think if you're going to go for one um it, a for the Redskins, I think it would be Ryan Grant. As for Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed remains doubtful, which will make it game six in a row that he's missed. Hopefully you listened to us beginning of the season and didn't draft him due to his injury history. But Vernon Davis has not done anything the last two weeks. And this is not the matchup to put him in. We have him outside of our top 15 tight ends, so move on. Washington's defense is on the bench along with Nick Rose, who's their kicker. 
The Chargers, Brandon. Oh, yeah, the Chargers. Here we go. Um, Philip Rivers is averaging a league high at 316.0 passing yards per game over the last four weeks. The second most is Josh McCown. That's right, with 300.0 yards per game over the last four weeks. So just like we knew it would be, right? Just like we knew. Mm -hmm. um, Keenan Allen is also averaging 121.0 receiving yards and 1.0 touchdowns per game over that same time. They're must starts. I don't care about the matchups at all. I thought maybe they'd kind of decline a little bit against Cleveland because they would be kicking Cleveland's ass and they would just run it out. They actually kicked their ass and ran it out. So it ended up being just fine for everybody. So, you know, hey, uh, but obviously must starts. Hunter Henry supposedly is dealing with a knee injury, although – that wasn't really reported during the game. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. He seemed fine last week, 7 of 9 for 81 yards against Brown. Just kind of watch the injury report there. Melvin Gordon is a must start. Uh, sixth most uh, points to running backs is uh, what the Washington Redskins allow. Uh, did you guys – so I always check Roto World for a lot of stuff, and normally they're amazing. But there was uh, a few weeks back, remember when Austin Eckler went crazy and then fumbled at the end? Remember, it was that crazy game where he was yeah. balling. And, and Melvin Gordon had a bad game. He had a rough game. And in, in the, the little write-up, it was like, well, you know, frankly, at the end of the write-up about the game, about what he did, frankly, Melvin Gordon just isn't very good. Yeah, that was crazy. They don't like, was like Gordon. That's but okay. I was like – about fantasy like I, uh, I was shocked I couldn't believe it and normally I'm all in you know I'm like oh yeah it's all professional and, and above board over there but I was like whoa so anyway though he's a must start people I mean if you don't think he's good that's fine but like you know that's your own fantasy team um Travis Coons had his first performance and it was for 14 points um their defense is killer kirk cousins doesn't have a weapon so boo they give up the eighth most fantasy points to defense so i guess you can play their kicker on their defense too uh, austin eckler's performances are trending in the wrong direction he's literally just scoring less and less fantasy points as we go along um not big on the other wide receivers, but if you are like, oh, hey, this is a, I'd like to use someone, I guess it would be Travis Benjamin, and I will tell you that Mike Williams is at practice. Boom. All right, we have the Philadelphia Eagles of the Los Angeles Rams. This game scares me too for fantasy. Yeah. Give me some good news, Ashley. Well, I need to – I don't want to say apologize. Maybe I'll apologize. I really thought that the Eagles-Seahawks game would be a shootout. It did not quite end up that way. But what I, I will say is, now. despite not winning the game and the game not being the shootout that I I think not only myself, but everybody thought it was going to be, Carson Wentz completed 29 of 45 pass attempts, and he still had 348 yards, a touchdown. He did have an interception, uh, but he still had a good game. He is a must-start every week. Don't get cute just because he's playing the Rams and it is a terrible matchup on paper. Uh, the Seahawks lost with a terrible matchup on paper. They only scored 10 points, and Carson Wentz was still able to put up points for you. So uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to come out after that game and want to prove something too. So, you know, when it comes to a quarterback showdown between Wentz and Wilson, I thought Wilson would win that one out. When it comes between Wentz and Goff, I lean more Wentz in this case. So um, you're still playing him and feeling good about it. Zach Ertz, he cleared concussion protocol today, and he will be active for Sunday's game against the Rams. 
this is all good news. Now, he was only limited in practice today, but this is at Gertz. He's a professional. He's been doing this for a while. I think he, feel, he can feel okay about it. Again, not a great matchup, but I think he's someone that will still be able to find the end zone. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey caught four of six targets for 61 yards. And listen, I'm not, I'm not mad at 61 yards, but I said I was nervous about how he would reduce after signing a big contract on the our SiriusXM show because it's for never, whatever reason, when anyone signs a big contract, they just don't do well the next week. They just kind of like crap out rest of the season. And so he has a tough matchup this week. Uh, hopefully he can bounce back, but he does have a tough matchup. Um, so I'm a little bit more leaning Nelson Aguilar than Alshon Jeffrey this week. Uh, he had the better game. He's now been hot for two weeks in a row. He caught seven of his 12 targets for 141 yards last week and a touchdown. And I expect him to be the hotter receiver out of the two of them as well this week. And he's on um, my misfit team. Okay. Well, there you go. There's a bit of confidence. Corny's misfit team always tends to do fairly well. Uh, so I think, you know, him and Wentz has found that chemistry again. And I think he's kind of a good fit with a gritty Rams defense to be able to do a little bit of something this week. So um, I think flex wide receiver three is where I'm putting Aguilar just because of the matchup, but he's someone that you can consider sleepers. How about the running backs here for a situation after blunt established dominance in the backfield the past couple weeks, the Eagles decided to change it up unannounced uh, with Ajayi leading the backs in snaps and touches. So Ajayi had nine carries for 35 yards and three catches for 11. LeGarrette Blunt only had one less carry, which is good with uh, eight, but it was only for 26 yards. And then you got Corey Clement rushed only three times for a total of seven yards. But here's the deal. The Rams give up points on the ground, the second most points to be exact. So it is possible that Ajayi and Blunt could have good games. This is by far and away the best matchup on this team. By far and away. What I will say is I do think that they will be in field goal range. And so Jake Elliott is a must start on this team. All right, Brandon, the Rams. Oh, baby. This is the Carson Wentz, Jared Goff Bowl. This is very exciting stuff. These big top picks. It's like when um, RG3 and Andrew Luck used to play each other. <laughs> Back when the back, TV back programming was black and white. Yeah, uh -huh. I just, I'm just putting that out there. Um, but listen, both of these teams have great defenses. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see either of their best stuff. Um, but still, because so many good quarterbacks have bad matchups, we kind of have Jared Goff in the middle. You know, he's on the flex radar. And right now, Thursday Night Football is going on, and Matt Ryan's throwing, like, a million picks. So, like, who even knows anymore, you guys? Just, you know, it's all it's all free-for-all. Uh, but, yeah, Todd Gurley's always a must-start. Obviously, is why you're in your playoffs. Cooper Cup leads all rookies with 665 yards this season. Over the last two weeks, Cup has 13 catches for 184 receiving yards in the absence of Woods. Now, if you're in standard, he drives you crazy. Because the guy doesn't yeah. score touchdowns, even though he gets the targets in the red zone. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but, you know, hey, he's doing well. Um, Robert Woods still is not practicing. He is doubtful with that shoulder injury. So you're going to keep Cup in there. You're going to keep Watkins in there. Um, you know, because Watkins will only have three catches, but he's going to score that touchdown. That's just how they work. It's how they've worked the whole season. We've told you. And you can do what you need to do. Always their line, obviously. 17 or more points mm -hmm. in five of his last six He's games. So good. He's so good. What? So good. 
Anyway, Jared Goff is a streamer. He's usually bad in bad matchups, good in good matchups. This is not a great matchup, you know, whatever. Uh, but if you think, oh, he's going to get into this showdown with Wentz, fine. Narrative straight yourself away. Uh, I'm going to play the Rams. De I'm not going to play. I'm sorry. The Rams defense against Carson Wentz. I just I don't think he makes enough mistakes, even though the Rams defense was really good. But he, they're not going to give you that upside of a turnover, I don't think. Um, I also think Philly's coming off that embarrassing loss against Seattle. And they stayed on the West Coast and went directly to Los Angeles. So I think they're going to be rested, and I think they're ready to go. Um, Josh Reynolds fell off, too. I, I don't think you know him is a cute sleeper. I don't, I'm not interested in. Now, Gerald Everett did score a touchdown last week, and Philly gives up the 12th most f fantasy points to opposing tight ends. But as you know, they also have Tyler Higbee, so it's still is risky. All right. We got the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you can start Alex Collins. He found his rhythm rushing 15 times for 75 yards and two touchdowns with two catches for 23 yards on top of that. Uh, he has now scored the past three weeks, and he has had at least 15 touches in the past three weeks. So uh, what I will say is in bad news, he has been experiencing migraines, and this has been since after the game on Sunday. And he did miss practice on Wednesday due to the migraines. I haven't heard an update as to Thursday. Uh, hopefully he will be able to play on Sunday. If he doesn't, Buck Allen gets a serious uptick of value. Serious, serious uptick there. But migraines are real. They're legit. We've seen players be held out with them before. So make sure that you've got other plans um, if you have Alex Collins, because migraines can last days, especially if you get cluster migraines. So something to consider. Sleepers, Mike Wallace caught five of eight targets for 116 yards. Uh, Wallace has the most upside of the receivers on this team. And someone who will have you know someone will have to catch at least a few passes in this divisional game uh the good news is that he's had over eight targets in both of the past two games so that is a good trend that we've seen recently uh you cannot play him in anything more than a flex role and he and even then he's a bit of a dicey play in your playoff game for just how bad this ravens offense has been in general um but again, eight targets the past two games, that's, that's pretty good. So Jeremy Macklin caught four of eight targets for 41 yards. That is not good enough in my book. He did not practice Thursday, although I do think he will still play Sunday. But you should not play him, regardless of if he plays. Do not do it. Danny Woodhead, I'm also going to say you shouldn't play. He rushed three times for nine yards and caught two passes for 14. He is not getting enough touches for you to consider him, which I know is difficult because Danny Woodhead is that go-to guy. You hear Woodhead, you think, and you're in PPR. It's, it's usually gold. That has not been the case this season, so you cannot play him. Ben Watson caught three or five targets for 25 yards and a touchdown, which is great, but he has the second-hardest matchup of the week, um, which means that you cannot play him. Joe Flacco, you're never playing Joe Flacco. What? Period. What? No. No, you can't do it. What? Best worst can't quarterback in the league. The absolute Our... worst. <laughs> yeah, absolute worst. He's really bad. Wow. Anyway, my yeah. voice is starting to get like. Well, good because we we're talking about the Steelers. This should be easy. Yeah, well, inside linebacker Ryan Shazier um, underwent spinal stabilization surgery on Wednesday Ugh. evening, which is really bad news. So things are not going well for him, and it's really sad. I actually turned off the game, just full disclosure. I just, I was like, and I'm done tonight. I just couldn't do it. And I know this is what I do. I checked it. I, I, I did all the, the stuff that I was supposed to do the next day, but I just. It's it was a was pretty much. brutal game. Yeah. So, and then it got worse, right? So, um, Juju Smith Schuster has been suspended. That was upheld. 
he's not playing this week, period, under discussion. Um, and, you know, he, you know, had that hit on Vontez perfect and then and then stood over him. I don't think he realized he had hurt him the way that he did. I don't think he's like a complete psychopath, but it was bad. So this whole game was just kind of tragic. Um, Antonio Brown isn't practicing, you know, with that toe injury that he was had last week, but he looked good to me when he played, so we're good to go. Mm -hmm. I ride or die with Antonio Brown. If you want to ask me if we should start someone else just in case, my answer is probably no. Okay, so just know that. Um, you always start loving Bell. And I'm also gonna start Big Ben. I know it's a bad matchup yeah. against Baltimore, but they are at home and it's a it's a prime time game. It's exactly when Big Ben comes to play. As long as he's Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, I'm into it. Here's something interesting. Despite being divisional opponents, Martavis Bryant has only played the Ravens one time in his career. And it was in 2014, but he did score two touchdowns. Now with Juju Smith-Schuster out, I think he's an interesting flex option or streamer type that I think you can maybe consider and hope that he scores a touchdown. Again, at home without Juju, it's decent. I like um, it. Jesse James only has one touchdown since week one, and Baltimore gives up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. But, I mean, listen, he's just way too unpredictable for me to support. But if he scored a touchdown, that wouldn't shock me. But I, I just don't have it in me statistically to tell you to play it. All right. That's sad. All right. We have the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins. Let me keep this simple. Patriots <laughs> are playing the Dolphins. <laughs> Uh, you start Tom Brady. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's out. You're not starting Dwayne Allen. That's the only exception to this rule, you guys. And then Chris Hogan is back at practice. He was not decapitated. So that's good, great. Good to hear. Yep. So we don't have to, you know, do the whole conspiracy theory thing there. Um, Brandon Cooks, you're going to play. You're going to play Deion Lewis, by the way, who has actually um, caught 100% of his targets this season. Um, he has 15 targets. He is the only running back with a perfect catch rate with more than seven targets on the season. But that doesn't matter because they got Rex Burkhead. And Rex Burkhead is going all over the place too. And what Deion Lewis does is he takes you all the way down the field and they give the touchdown to Rex Burkhead. So you can start them both because they're both scoring points that way. It's just really annoying if you have Deion Lewis like I do. Um, defense, kicker, yes. So there you go, everybody. Everyone. All right, Dolphins. <laughs> surprisingly you can play a few people on this team as well let's be very clear the Patriots will win this game they will win this game but uh that doesn't mean that the Dolphins are not able to put up some fantasy points in this case so Jarvis Landry caught five or six targets for 62 yards last week uh the Patriots give up the eighth most points to wide receivers and Landry's floor is five catches uh he scored seven points in standard leagues the last time they played which just so happened to be two weeks ago uh, and he should be able to get at least seven points again. I like Jarvis Landry as a wide receiver two, not as a wide receiver one. But I think seven points as your floor is something that's not not terrible for your playoffs. So he's someone that you can absolutely play. Kenyon Drake, he rushed 23 times for 120 yards and a touchdown, uh, plus three catches with 21 yards. Uh, but that was against the terrible, terrible Broncos. But what I will say is Damian Williams is not likely going to play this week, um, which means that you should see another good game from Kenyon Drake. Not as good as last week, but still good. I'm going to say around 80 yards and a touchdown is what you're going to get out of Kenyon Drake, which makes him a start. 
sleepers. Devontae Parker has had a pretty bad game the last week, catching one of four targets for five yards. Uh, yes, that was against the no-fly zone, the one part of the Bron Broncos defense that's being super successful right now. But Parker only caught one of five catches, excuse me, for two yards. Um, sorry caught one catch for five yards two weeks ago against the Patriots. And while he should bounce back this week, I think you have to bench him until he proves it to you again because Kenny Stills has kind of stepped in in this role as of late. Uh, initially, Cutler, Parker was his guy, but he's Cutler's kind of found some chemistry with Stills. So Stills, you know, five of 13 targets for 98 yards and a touchdown last week. Stills Hashtag needs to be started. better than Mike Evans. No? Better than Mike Evans. Yeah. So you can't play Parker. I know I know when you right. when you hear the Cutler's playing, you're going to want to play Parker, but you can't do it. Kenny Stills is the one that you should be playing. Uh, I think he'll do fine. Bench, Julius Thomas, he caught the touchdown. We told you he was going to get a touchdown in the revenge game, and he did. He caught all three of his targets for 20 yards. Uh, but I just don't think he repeats this week. He had 52 yards off five catches two weeks ago against the Patriots, which isn't bad. But are you going to trust Julius Thomas in your playoff game? I'm not. There's just no way. I can't do that. And same goes for Jay Cutler. No. How mad would you be with yourself if you put Jay Cutler in? Uh, I know that the Patriots have a terrible defense, but no. No, 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 no. Their defense isn't as bad anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten they've better, gotten their, but, but it's still not great. It's, it's, it's still, still a point I mean, where people will be like, Jay oh, Jay Cutler. Cutler, gunslinger, may throw it. Don't do it. Don't do gunslinger. it. Gunslinger. Gosh. Yikes. Yikes. Well, guys, there's it. a lot of injuries this week in your first week of playoffs. So you need to make sure to listen to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights, you guys. This is a big week. Even if you're in the Constellation bracket, guys, set your lineup. Care. Do what you need to do. You know what? For your mojo up in your head, even if you're on buy, set your lineup. You know, maybe, you know, you want to put a flyer in instead of, a, you know, the usual wide receiver three you put in. That's fine. You're on buy. Nobody cares. But it's for your own mojo. You need to keep the brain working, guys. Keep it going. The season's not over just because you're on buy. Doesn't mean your players don't need your support. Right, ladies? Right. That's right. They feel it. I know Straight they out. do. That's finish, right. Finish what you start. Make sure you hop over to herfantasyfootball.com for our rankings. Sign up and subscribe to us so you can get the four ingredients to our wonderful, fabulous, free FanDuel game called Diced. And you can also ask your last-minute questions on Twitter at herfantasyfb. We will be there to help you set your lineup Sunday morning. And that's it, guys. Good luck. May the winning force be with you. Until next time, no more faking it.